Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I wouldn't say we fell in love right away. I think we were, as they call it in the biz, trauma bonding. And then after eight years of being insufferably sober, I started drinking again. Addicts tend to be rather sensitive people. Aren't you Mark Maron? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what happened to you? Hey, you guys, this is Anna David. I'm the host of Recover Girl, the podcast you are currently listening to. Hey. Thanks so much for listening. If you're new to the show, it's a podcast that is about addiction and recovery, but it is it has a funny bent. I like to think it is. It does. My whole my whole um I can't speak and as a method of self-acceptance, I'm not going to stop recording this and I'm just going to keep going. My entire career has basically been about sharing my dark to find my light. And by light, I mean not just the kind of light that Leonard Cohen was talking about when he said, there's a crack in everything, that's where the light comes in, but also light, lighthearted. I'm a big fan of the funny. So I have a storytelling show, and this episode you're about to listen to is a snippet from one of those shows. Um, what else do I want to tell you? Uh, speaking of sharing your dark to find your light. That was my washer that just went off. I have a list of happiness hacks, a free cheat sheet that I have written, which I want to give to you. You can have it if you go to AnnaDavidCoaching.com. It is yours. You are officially a light hustler. Yeah, that's someone who shares their dark to find their light. Anyway, moving on. My guest on this episode which is to say the person you're going to hear telling his story live is a truly unique individual. He wrote um, a hilarious novel uh, about addiction. I just realized you're probably going to hear this twice since you're going to hear me introduce him in the live show. doesn't matter. He's written a bunch of books. Uh, He writes self-help, also funny novels, also poetry. One of his self-help books is called Get Up, a 12-step guide to recovery for misfits, freaks, and weirdos. This is Bucky Sinister. Hey, guys. It's good to see you all. Oh, hi. <laughs> it's good to see you all here. Uh, I got a haircut today. Uh, I, uh, I put in my best teeth for you guys. Uh, yeah. Actually, they're permanent, but they're not, not the ones I was born with. These are all store-bots. Uh, and I, I blame the 90s meth on that. Uh, bad, bad 90s meth. Not like that good 80s meth. That, the stuff in the 80s was a lot better. I don't know what it was. It was a lot more innocuous. Uh, back then, you know, you just did about 1988, you just did a line of, blo- uh, a line of meth, and then it was like, uh, uh, yeah, I think Molly Crew sounds pretty good. That's about all that happened to you. And then the 90s was when all that weird, like, let's put tinfoil over the windows and, and, and get cat whisker tattoos. That started then. And, uh, yeah, and it also, uh, yeah, I, you know, I did, I did, 
I have 14 of my original teeth left, and uh, I, which I think I, I really only did about three or four teeth worth of meth. I think someone owes me more meth. Oh, give me the teeth back or something. I don't think it was a fair exchange. I, I really don't. Uh, but I wanted to talk tonight. I, 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 I am coming up on a strange anniversary, which you guys will, will probably relate to. Uh, I'm coming up on the 30th anniversary of my first intervention. Uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it'll be it'll be early next year. It'll be it'll be that time, and I'm going to have a big party for. It. I'm taking my whole family to Circus Circus. Uh, why? There you might think. Well. That's because that's where they told me we were all going when they took me to rehab. Uh, <laughs> I think it'll be good. Uh, you know, uh, get, get a little comeback for them. Um, I, w- I was 19 years old, and, and I, I, uh, I was working this horrible job in a trophy company, a trophy warehouse in St. Louis. Uh, and, I, you know, it, it was nothing makes you feel more like a loser than assembling trophies for winners uh, all day. And uh, it's, I, it was just like these huge like garbage sacks of little gold guys and, and cutting those big pieces of wood down in little things and putting them all together. And, uh, when, and I was making like five bucks an hour. It was a union job, too. I had to pay dues on top of that. And then I was like, you know, fuck it. One day I was like, fuck it, I'm going to move to Los Angeles. And people are like, oh, what, what are you going to do there? I'm like, I don't know, maybe there's a job that's shitty there. So, uh, but, but I had, like, all summer long while I was saving the money, the rest of the money to move, I was thinking, like, I'm going to move to L.A., and, and I'm going to hang out with Johnny and Winona at the Chateau Marmont, and, uh, you know, I'm going to read them my poems, and they're going to think they're real deep, and it's going to be real cool. And uh, then they'll be like, you got to meet our friend Sean Penn. He's friends with Bukowski. And I'm like, really? And then, and then I'll know that all the time, but I'll play dumb. And then, uh, you know, whatever. And then, you know, uh, Sean Penn will take me to Bukowski's house. And I think it'd be cool. And, like, he's going to be like, yeah, this kid's got it. You know? And, uh, yeah, so I thought that's how it was going to go. And then I got here, and uh, I, I ended up, I was not hanging out with them. I was hanging out with a guy named Brett who uh, – who worked at a stereo store in the mall as a cover for his coke dealing job. And uh, so he had a $2,000 Alpine stereo and a $2,000 Ford Escort. Uh, that's just how it rolled. But it was the first car I ever saw that had a CD player in it. But uh, he only had uh, he only, <laughs> he only had uh, one CD, and it was uh, Pink Floyd's uh, Dark Side of the Moon. So, so we listened to that as we drove around Westwood, uh, like delivering eight balls to, uh, to the college kids. Uh, it was, yeah, not, not really as glamorous as they thought. But, uh, yeah, I was in L.A. It was pretty cool. And then uh, my family calls me and like, hey, uh, we're going to have a big family vacation. Like, we're going to have a big vacation. Getting all these different members. Your mom, uh, your sisters are coming. Uh, everybody, maybe some of your cousins, too. We're just inviting the whole family. Uh, we're going to go to Circus Circus in Reno. I'm like, man, that sounds cool. And, uh, and they're like, we'll get you a plane ticket and everything. I'm like, Man, my family's really coming around. I thought they, you know, like I thought they were sick of my shit. And uh, 
So I'm like, oh, cool. And, you know, so I'm hanging out with Brett and, and telling him, like, you know, in the plane, they get the plane ticket. The flight is at some ungodly hour. It's at like nine o'clock in the morning or something. Like, how the fuck are you going to get up that early? You know what I mean? Like, what, what the hell is it? You know, you can't even get up that early. You, you have to, like, the best thing to do is stay up all night, right? Like, that's the only solution here. Stay up all night. So we're, you know, doing coke on it. And he's like, where are you going? I'm like, all right, uh, going to, going to Circus Circus. He's like, you know what's the perfect drug to do at Circus Circus? And I'm like, what? And he goes, acid. And I was like, and I was like, really? Why? He's like, well, man, that's what Hunter S. Thompson used to do, man. He used to go there, fear and loathing and loss. Yeah, it won't be Vegas. It'll be Reno. It's the same thing. You got to go there. I mean, the fucking bird show on acid is the fucking best. And uh, I'm like, okay, cool. It sounds good. He's like, we know, but don't take the acid too early, man, because you take it before the plane goes in. You're in this tube. You're in a metal tube flying through the air. It's just a bad trip, man. So you don't want to be smart and take it like as the plane's landing. I'm like, cool. All right, good. I got this. Uh, so, you know, we stay up on, I guess, to the airport on time. Everything's working. I got, I, you know, I got like a good little bit of acid with me. And, and uh, I think, like, how much should I take? Like, one hit? No, nah, just, that won't be enough. I just take two just to be safe, you know, because I'm like, whatever. Like, I think ahead. I plan ahead because I'm like a responsible drug user, you know. And, uh, and, and, and so uh, I, I, uh, I take it as we're, you know, as we're landing. Uh, and, you know, as the plane descending, I, I take it and everything's cool. And I, I, I get out of the, uh, you know, you get off the plane and then I get down to the baggage area. And, and, you know, there's my dad. My dad doesn't have any luggage. Uh, okay, sure. But I have some. Like, so I'm getting mine. And uh, so what's happening? What's going on? And then, uh, you know, I start to feel that weird thing in my teeth. And then uh, and I, st- I had more of it back then. And... Uh, <laughs> So we're driving, and we're not driving anywhere. I, mean, I was like, man, the fucking strip in, in, in Reno is really in the middle of fucking nowhere, man. Like, I don't see anything around there. And I started to really pull in to this thing, and it's got this, uh, this I, I, for life, I, I tried to find the name of the actual name of it. I have not, but it was this very, like, Jesus-sounding name, and I was like, oh, fuck, this is not good. And, uh, <laughs> you know, this is not, this is not, a casino and uh i i i walk into the rehab and the door is open and i get into this kind of living room type area and my mom is there and she has the yellow pad the legal yellow pad you know uh, she's written her letter on and 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 right then i start to try to get an idea about what this is now mind you we did not have the tv show intervention uh, back back then, uh, this was the '80s. Back then, if you wanted to get high or get on TV, all you had was cops. You know what I mean? And uh, that was it. That was all we had. And uh, and my whole plan with that is like, okay, if you're getting wasted, just don't ever take your shirt off, because that's how white guys end up on cops. All right? And just like you know, uh, just a shirtless white dude. They're going, I don't know, these aren't my pants, uh, which was my favorite thing on that show like why is this crack in your pants oh not my pants uh, uh yeah that, that's good I, just, uh, I, I love that logic um so yeah we didn't know like no one knew what it was but uh right when uh right when my mom starts reading the letter is right when the acid starts to kick in and, <laughs> and she, she goes uh your drug use has hurt the family in the Oh, no, no. 
So my plan is to bring them all to Circus Circus and, and be like, hey, remember this place? Remember what? But, oh, yeah, you don't remember it because we didn't go. Uh, now you're here. And I flipped you all eyes. I said, no, I won't do that. Won't do that. Uh, if I had more time, like later, I was trying to like, I was trying to like figure out ways to scam into rehab. Uh, like, like 15 years later, I was like, I'll write a screenplay. I'll sell it. I'll use the money to get into rehab because I'd heard of uh, this friend of mine, like uh, this old, old guy, like this is in the news. I'm not calling someone out. Uh, uh, Tommy Swerdlow uh, got, uh, went to rehab. He got strung out in heroin, went to rehab and wrote Cool Runnings. And I was like, okay, that's what I'll do. I'll write, you know, I'll get strung out and go to rehab and write a bobsled movie. That'll work. And, uh, uh, yeah, that didn't work either. But, uh, but I remember actually being mad at my parents, uh, like, later. And, uh, and I was, what was the root of this rupture between the parents? I was like, oh, yeah, they, they tried to send me to rehab when I was strung out on drugs. And, uh, which wasn't a bad idea. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, it was just the timing. You know what I mean? It's the timing. You should have given it to me later. Uh, still. Anyway, uh, I should get off the stage. That's enough time. I'm going to uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, <laughs>